And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God, continuing this week with the series on your identity in Christ. And uh, I'd like to pray over you again, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, that's you and I, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And that's through to verse 21. So Ephesians 1, verses 17 to 21. And I wanted to pray that over you again today. There is no harm in praying the same scripture over people that you love and that, that you desire for them to learn more about the Lord and to, for them to find out who they are in Christ so they can be who they already are and not who they used to be. Amen. And that's what I pray for you today, that you go about your daily life knowing the truth knowing who you are now in Christ, if you have received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, that you will no, no longer go about your daily life thinking, I'm really not sure what this life is all about. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I don't know if God's going to help me in this situation or not. I don't know if I can trust in Him. Uh, we want to get away from all those things and we want to understand the truth of out of the Word of God about God's nature, about who you are in relation to Him as a son or daughter of Him, of your Heavenly Father, and to continue to keep Jesus in your eyesight. Keep your focus on Jesus. Never stray to the left or the right. Just keep focus on Him. And the Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So if you're feeling weak today, if you feel like you need to be strengthened, just focus on the Lord. Focus on Him. Allow Him in. Allow Him into every part of your heart. Don't keep any part of your heart away from the Lord. Amen. Give Him everything. Amen. Give Him everything. And in this scripture here in Ephesians chapter 1, we find out that there is a measurable greatness of his power in verse 19. But verse 18 is, is saying that we, if only we would have the eyes of our hearts enlightened, that we may know what is the hope to which he has called us. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? That's you and I. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So we see here in verse 19 that there is an immeasurable 
greatness of his power toward us who believe. So if we just take that one verse, it's, it's impossible to measure the greatness of God's power towards us who believe, but also know that the greatness that is immeasurable of God's power is present for a believer. Because in verse 19, it says, toward us who believe. And so when you believe that God wants to use you and flow out of you by his Holy Spirit, when you understand God's will about healing, when you understand God's will about wanting uh, believers to cast out demons, this is what Jesus told us to do. Cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is mentioned in the books of Mark and Matthew. Mark chapter 16, Matthew 28. That's the Great Commission, what Jesus told his disciples. And at the end of Matthew 28, Jesus tells his disciples to tell everybody else. So nobody is excluded from this once they believe. So if you are a believer, if you are a follower of the Lord, and you desire to be obedient... And really, we really have no choice but to be obedient. Otherwise, we are disobedient to the call of the Lord. If we want to be believers, we want to act as believers, we act. We want to act as followers, we need to have full confidence that of God's nature and God's will. And so that is why it's important uh, that in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about renewing of the mind so that we're able to prove God's will. It is impossible to be confident in front of someone and tell them about the Lord if you do not know him, if you don't know, do not know his will on a particular question. That is why it's important to renew our minds, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And renewing our minds means that we are reading the word of God, we're believing what it says, we're believing that it is the truth, and that the truth does not change, and that we can have full confidence in the Word of God, that it will never change, and we can stand on it. Amen. We can then demonstrate power, the power of God, to an unbeliever, for example, because we can lay hands on them and see them recover. But notice how we can only lay hands on them and see them recover if we believe that when we do lay hands, God will heal them. And actually, technically, God has already healed them. According to the word of God, positionally, healing's already been paid for. Isaiah 53, verse 5, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, all speaks about the stripes and the scourging of Jesus, and by those stripes we were healed. It's already paid for. But experientially, okay, we need to do what the Lord has told us on the earth, so that wherever we see someone sick, We command life into them from head to toe. We lay hands on them, expect them to recover. Because once you know the Lord's will, you are confident in that will. You're confident in his nature. If you know him, then you you won't have to ask him every time, God, can you heal this person? We should not have to ask the Lord. And it's foolish to ask the Lord to heal someone because he, he, the Bible says he, he has already healed them. So all we are doing when we lay hands on the sick is enforcing the defeat of the enemy, the defeat of the devil, Satan, and all evil, 
Sickness has already been bore by the Lord Jesus. And we can confidently lay hands on someone, speak life, command the sickness to go, command the cancer to go, and expect it to go because God has already paid for it to go. Okay. But that's because we renew our mind to the word of God, believe it's true, and then have confidence that we know the nature of the will of the Lord. Jesus said that he did not come to do his own will, but he came to do the will of him who sent him. Well, that was God the Father. So it, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, speaks to how Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by the Lord, by God the Father, with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So you can see that Jesus has the same nature as the Father. And in fact, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, and it speaks to the fact that Jesus is the exact representation of the nature of God. So you, if you see Jesus healing all who came to him, then you can confidently say in your heart and believe that God the Father has the same nature as his Son, and that God the Father, if he was walking the earth physically as Jesus his Son did, that God the Father would heal everybody who came to him. So in this, we don't have to wonder anymore about the nature of the Father when it comes to healing, because all we have to do is look to the Son Jesus. Amen? And if Jesus told us to go and lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover and all these things and preach the gospel and make disciples, we can have full confidence that if we obey his command and not be disobedient, that Whatever we believe, we shall have, because we have faith in the Lord, and you are operating in faith in that situation. But is it, it is, is so good, once you get to the point of understanding the nature of your Heavenly Father, the will, the kindness, the immeasurable greatness of His power. So here's another thing about verse 20, uh, verse 19, excuse me. Verse 19 in chapter 1 of Ephesians. There is an immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. So, do not worry or be concerned if when you lay hands on someone and they don't, you don't see them get healed, don't believe that nothing happened. You just may need to repeat that command. Just keep on laying hands. Say, Lord, I thank you right now that my friend in front of me is completely healed from head to toe in the name of Jesus. Cancer, I command you to go. Diabetes, I command you to go. Whatever the sickness is, whatever the problem is, if they have heartache in their heart, they're brokenhearted because of they're going through grieving a process or mourning or they've lost a child or something like that, that is obviously not a physical situation. That is an emotional situation, and the Lord wants to Heal the brokenhearted, according to Isaiah 61. And he expects us to um, be the light and let our light so shine upon men, according to the word of God, so that that light may heal the darkness in their heart that is causing them so much pain and bring peace to them by the Holy Spirit, who, as we know from the word of God, is the comforter. So, Lord, we thank you today for allowing us to understand your goodness and your nature, that we may be partakers of your divine nature in order that we may impart your divine nature 
and display your divine nature and your light that's in us to those in front of us who are in darkness or need your healing or need your touch today. And we thank you, Lord, that the listeners of this radio program are becoming more confident every day about who they are in Christ and are going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for you are with them, according to the word, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Because, Lord, in your word it says that as he is, so are we in this world. That means that as you are, Lord, so are we, your saints, your believers, your followers in this world. You are in us, you are with us, you are wanting to work through us, but we are the ones that have a free will, and we must be obedient so that we may allow you to flow out of us, to flow through us in front of someone who needs you. That we may stop on the side of the road to help someone in a wheelchair, to someone who is on crutches or has a limp, or someone that has told us that they are dying of cancer. We must step in right away, immediately. We must be obedient because Jesus, you are seeing them in their situation, in their situation of cancer, for example, and you have already bore that sickness at the whipping post. And by your stripes, you have paid for that person's healing. So Lord, let us as believers be obedient to your call that we may intervene immediately and be ambassadors, your, your ambassador, your representative, so that we may represent you in front of the sick person or the person in need. And you and the Father may get all the glory from it so that people will know that you are a good God, that you are faithful, and that you are a redeemer, that you put together all things that are broken, that you reconcile things back to the way your will says they shall be. So, Lord, we thank you today for your word. Your word is st- it stays the same. It does not change. And we are blessed to be called sons of God, those of us who believe in you, through your, in, believe in your Son, in the name of Jesus. And, um, and again, we remind ourselves today, amen, Romans chapter 8, verse 2, in the ESV, the English Standard Version. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So, that is, this is another verse that I would really like for you to make a note and write it and leave it somewhere in your home so that you see it every day and you can just read it because the, this is the verse that shows you that the chains around you are, are broken. They are, Jesus has destroyed and severed and broken the chains around your body, around your heart, and you are no longer chained up by the law of sin and death. But you are now free in Christ Jesus because of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And only because of what Jesus did can we be free. Amen? Now we need to tell people that don't know about Jesus who are still in shackles to chains. They still have chains around them. To, uh, we have to tell them about Jesus. We have to tell them about our testimony. How once we were lost, and now we are found. But not just that little catchy phrase. But tell them about 
Were you in alcohol once? Did the Lord deliver you from alcohol like he delivered me from alcohol after 20 years? Did he deliver you from drugs? Uh, what are you set free from now that you were in bondage to before you gave your life to him? Amen. Tell these things to the people, to the person in front of you who doesn't know about Jesus. And uh, you will find that you will have the words to speak to them. You do not have to worry that when you start speaking, you're going to not have anything to say. Because when you know the will of the Lord, you will know that he wants to speak to the person much, much more than you and I could ever desire to speak to them about him. Because they are precious to him. He created them with a purpose, with a calling, and he wants it fulfilled. And he wants them to be set free from the law of sin and of death by receiving his son, believing in his son Jesus. So settle it today, brothers and sisters, that God wants to use you more than you could ever imagine. It doesn't matter what we've done. We could still be in sin and still be used by the Lord. But not unless you believe that you cannot be used by the Lord if you're in sin. Now, God doesn't want you to be in sin, and this is not permission for us to be in sin at the same time that we can be used by the Lord. If we slip over and we commit sin, then we immediately must get up and repent, turn 180 degrees, turn the other way, apologize to the Lord, Receive his forgiveness. Receive his cleansing of your conscience of all unrighteousness. That's out of the book of uh, 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9. That's also another verse to make a note of and be reassured of day by day. But know that God wants to use you. The Bible even says that the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak in the hour they are needed. That is how important it is for the Holy Spirit to speak the truth to the person in front of you. That is how critical it is for God to get through to the lost. Because they have been blinded by the devil, the Bible says. They are blinded and the devil is trying to keep them away from getting the truth as long as possible in the hopes that they will never receive Jesus and they will go to the place of destruction, Sheol, Hades, hell, with the devil. And he will take them with him. Because he remember from last week's program, we talked about the fact that the uh, the devil hates everything created in the image of God. And we are all created in the image of God. So it's very important for us to be used as willing vessels, for us to be willing hearts towards being used by the Lord. The Lord wants to use you more than you could ever believe. You have everything you need inside of you if you believe in Jesus. You have the Trinity. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all within you. You have your angels around you, you have your guardian angel, you have angels that are there uh, given charge uh, to you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. God has provided all provision for you to walk about just as Jesus did on the earth with his authority in joint heirs with him, using his name to combat and to enforce the defeat of all evil, to put things right and to bring heaven to earth in all situations on earth that do not look like they would if you looked at them in heaven. Whether it be wheelchairs, crutches, 
a person mourning, grieving, sad, depressed, uh, addicted to drugs, you will not find any of these things in heaven. And so, but the Lord is with you on earth. Remember, you are seated with him in heavenly places, but God lives inside of you on the earth. And so where you go, he goes. And he cannot go where you do not go. Amen. Or if he tries to lead you to talk to someone and you say no in your heart because you're too afraid that you don't know what to say, God has to look for someone else to use to get to that person. And think about this for a moment. What happens if you you happen to be the only believer um, within the mile radius around you? It is not impossible to imagine that if there's a hundred people around you that you're the only one who is born again. Well, let's say this. Maybe there's other people that are born again within a mile radius or a kilometer radius of where you are. But what if they have given their life to Jesus, but only so far as saying, Jesus, I believe in you, please forgive me. And they just simply believe they're going to heaven. Now, whether or not they will, that's between their heart and the Lord's. But imagine if you are surrounded by people who say they are Christian, but they have not gotten a hold of an understanding of their identity in Christ yet. They don't know who they are. They just believe they're going to heaven. Those believers, those Christians, do not know how to lay hands on the sick. They don't know God's will about healing, about casting out demons. So just suppose you are the only one within a mile radius of the person that God wants to reach. What is God going to do? He's hoping that you will say, yes, Lord, allow me to be used by you. Send me, Lord, as we see in the Bible. Send me. And uh, we, we need to be obedient because we cannot assume that there's someone else that the Lord can use in our stead in, instead of us. So let us take that to heart today, brethren. That is not to criticize you. That is just to help you understand the, the world that is in front of us, the needs that are in front of us, and that God loves everybody that you can see with your eyes and everybody else that you cannot see with your eyes. All over the world, God loves them, and he wants to them to come back to him because sin is separating them from him to those who don't yet believe in him. So I wanted to encourage you today. I was going to go through Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. What I would encourage you to do for next week is to begin to read through Ephesians chapter 1, that section from verse 3 to 14, so that as we read through it next week, it won't be brand new to you. Um, and maybe you've already read it before, which is fantastic. Great news. But it will be, um, it will help you when we go through it. Because there are some very key words in some of the verses in that section of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. And it is very powerful, as in the whole of the Word of God is powerful. But when it talks about who you are as a believer, who you are, that God chose you, that God blessed you, that God adopted you, that God predestined you, that you're redeemed through His blood, you have been given the forgiveness of your trespasses. 
that according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us, verse 8 in Ephesians 1. And the word lavished means in the dictionary to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on. Bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on. That's the word lavished. So God, it is impossible for us to comprehend how much God loves us. We do know that he sent his son to the cross. But do we know what that truly feels like? We cannot really imagine or feel the full force of God's love for us. And we cannot assume it is the same as our extreme love that we have for our spouses and our friends and our children, for example. God's love is much more immense than that, even though we believe and we feel the tremendous love we have for our spouses and our children. God loves us much more than that. And so we will be getting into Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 14 next week. And so in the meantime, we wanted to tell you that we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touchofgodradio. Our website is touchofgodradio.org. And if you would like prayer this week, uh, please contact our dear brother friend, Pastor Kevin, who you know from this radio station, at 0708-332-117. That's 0708-332-117. And uh, he will pray for you. In the meantime, from the top of your heads to the soles of your feet, I command every sickness, every disease, to leave you now in the name of Jesus. By the authority in that name, because that name is above all names. The name is above, his name is above all cancer, all pain, all disease, all sickness, all viruses, diabetes, tuberculosis, stomach problems, intestinal problems, gastrointestinal problems. Lord, I thank you today. I command all uh, uh, thyroid issues to be gone. Lord, and I thank you today, right now, by your stripes, these listeners' bodies were healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And you all have a blessed week. See you next week.